This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. That story made me feel like I have to poop. (laughs) I have no snappy retort for that. (laughs) What if you had decided you were going to buy two dogs from somebody on Craigslist? And you told them... Hold on, the Taco Bell sign killer, he wasn't even there for tacos? <laughs> nope. That's just God. I can't believe that you would shoot me, just on sight unseen. I mean, just it was dark and me. I couldn't tell you where, you're breaking into my house, you're going to get shot. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so me and my wife like to think of ourselves as pretty cool parents. When we were both growing up, we had parents that would say things like, because I said so, or they'd demand that we'd stop doing something fun just because we weren't supposed to. Like, don't splash in the puddle, you might get your clothes wet, or don't blow bubbles in your milk. They set up all these rules for stuff that was and wasn't okay because it's what they'd been taught as kids by their parents. Not because the fabric of the world was going to rip if we kept on doing these things. There wasn't going to be a war or any famine. Nobody was going to die if we kept on doing this stuff. It was just wrong because it had always been wrong, and that's just the way it was. But when Nikki had Christopher, she swore that she was going to be a different kind of parent. She was going to slow down and explain things. She wasn't going to say, because I said so, because, and I quote, that doesn't teach him anything. And when we met, Nikki told me all about her new wave parenting style, and I was in. I knew it was going to be difficult at times, but this was a whole new idea, letting the kid just be a kid. I thought how freeing this would have been if it would have happened when I was a little kid, and I was into it. There were times that I regretted the shit out of it, but for the most part, it was awesome. Like, when Christopher would say why, we would explain it to him until he understood. Like, in a way that he could actually break it down in his own thinking, we'd try to get it on his level. This sometimes would lead to games of what I like to call, but why, where we would explain something to him, and then he would ask, but why? And before you know it, you've fallen down a 45-minute rabbit hole on why different sirens have different colors and why we need police and firemen at all. It was kind of like those late-night times you just get stuck on Wikipedia. Now, because we had this relationship with Christopher, we always felt like we knew what was going on with him. We usually knew who his friends were. We knew what shows he was into on TV. We always kind of knew what kind of toys he was into. And he would talk to us and have actual conversations. And let me tell you, explaining complex concepts like Roman aqueducts to an 11-year-old can be really stressful when you're not 100% sure what the fuck you're talking about. And he may know more than you about this. But because of the way we raised him, we always just kind of knew what kind of kid he was. And of course, we knew his favorite color was blue. Well, one summer when he was about 12 years old, Chris does his annual trip to grandma's house and me and Nikki get a great idea, like a one in a million touchdown home run game winning basket at the buzzer kind of idea all rolled into one. We were going to paint his room. Now we knew his favorite color was blue. So we went to this local big box store nearby and bought a couple gallons of this deep blue, blue jean kind of color. We just knew that he was going to love this. He loved blue, so it was going to be awesome in his room. His aunt told us she had found this tribal armband kind of stencil, and we were going to outline the entire room in this stencil in a silver color on top of this blue, and it was going to be badass. Christopher was going to love it. Now, I should mention that this is the first time me and Nikki had ever painted a room in our house and ever, and I distinctly remember saying the words, it's just painting, how hard could it be? My dad was a painter, and I kind of figured that there'd be some sort of inherent parent-to-son transfer that might help me out. Well, about the fourth time that I went too high with my roller and got this paint that was 
deep blue all over the white roof of my son's room, I realized I had been terribly mistaken. We got paint all over the roof. We got paint on the floor. There was one wall we weren't going to paint because we were going to cover it in this paper and let the kids write on it and, you know, write their names and draw pictures on this paper on the wall. Well, we got paint all over that wall that we weren't going to paint at all anyway. There was paint all over every fucking thing, and we made a terrible, terrible mess out of the whole room. But by the time we got done, we thought it looked just passable enough for his 12-year-old eyes. We tried to do the border around the top of the room, and that shit was just smudged and terrible. There was like a foot, maybe a foot and a half of silver border up at the top, but it was all smudged and gross. And at one point, I remember saying, you know what? That's fine. We're going to stop here. It kind of looked disaster zone-ish, but we weren't great painters. We weren't skilled labor, but we were new age parents. We had this hippie idea of parenting and it was going to be fine. We were the cool parents who were painting our kid's room while he was gone. It was going to be an awesome color and he was going to love it. Over the phone for the next couple of weeks, me and Nikki would say things to Christopher like, Hey, we just did something. We can't wait till you get home so we can show it to you. It's going to be something you're going to love. And he'd be like, what is it? Just wait till you get home. You're going to see it. It's going to be awesome. Well, a couple of weeks later, the big day arrived and we had teased him over the phone enough time to where he was just like coming apart at the seams by the time he got home to find out what his surprise was. Was it going to be a toy? Was it going to be a video game? And we said, no, it's going to be even bigger than that. Walk down the hallway to your bedroom and open the door. So this little 12 year old kid and his new wave hippie parents walk behind him as he opens the door to this room that was haphazardly painted this blue jean blue all over with this smudged border at the top of the wall. And he looks around and he takes it all in. And before we could even get out, like, don't you love it? Aren't you excited about it? He looked up at us with these big blue eyes and said something that me and my wife had not prepared for. He said, I hate it. He walked around pointing all the flaws out in the paint job and the failed attempt at the boulder at the top. And he said, is there any way I can move to the other bedroom that we're using as an office? You guys obviously love this color because you picked it out, but I just don't like it at all. Eventually, we did move his room over to the other room, and we painted it a color that he loved. But that summer, me and my wife learned something very important. No matter how good of a parent you are, no matter how much of a hippie new wave parent you are, you're never, ever truly going to know what your kid is thinking. Hey guys, thanks for checking out another week of Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online. Go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like Michelle, our badass Patreon, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PotternFamily. It's a family of podcasters that have come together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Kaiju Transmissions podcast, the Ranks for Nothing podcast, and the Erroneous Opinions podcast. And this week on episode 132, Spoon to Death, we're going to talk about normal everyday things that absolutely killed people dead in their tracks like a flashlight, a fire hydrant, and a whole lot of other stuff. So check it out. We'll be right back. able to pay attention to your microphone there buddy see there's a serious cat brushing need going on right now look at Jack. jack's about to attack the, the brush watch he's about to attack the brush yeah cats are they like something they want to kill it 
So Kenny is uh, brushing his cat while I'm trying to get our next topic pulled up. My cat loves being brushed. Look at him. He's all like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> get it. Get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kenny, you spend way too much time with your cat, dude. You got to get like a real girlfriend, like a real like full-time girlfriend that like wants to come hang out with you and can talk about adult stuff where you don't have to hang out with your cat all the time. It's getting sad, dude. Like, we're- I always like the cat more than they like me. He's I a pimp. I can understand that. I mean, he's got leopard spots. You know how women are about animal print. <laughs> All right, Kenny. Um, it's list time. All right, list time. We're going to get back into a top 10 list ways time. Kenny can brush his cat. No, we're not going to talk about the top 10 ways you can brush your cat. I could probably come up with a few different ways you could brush your cat, but all of them would be weird. Uh, I don't want to do weird brushing. I just want to brush his coat so he feels softer. Um, I don't want to talk about brushing your cat anymore. I feel like it's cutting into a lot of the time that we have for the, uh, the podcast. I prefer to do long strokes myself, but I use one of those round brushes, so I rotate it as I brush. To In increase. 2007, <laughs> Humberto Hernandez brushed t- Kenny's cat <laughs> 52 times. A 24-year-old Oakland, California resident was killed after being struck in the face by an airborne fire hydrant. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> Hold on. How is this even so? Thing? So the list that we're going to talk about today is the uh, strange death cause, strange deaths caused by everyday objects. Um, this guy was just walking down the street, and a passing car had struck the fire hydrant, and the water pressure shot the hydrant at Hernandez with enough force to kill so, him. So basically, some guy hits a fire hydrant. I'm you're walking, driving around. You're going to walk me through this. You're driving around in your Mazda six, your <laughs> Mazda three, whatever. I have a Toyota Corolla. Okay. So we're driving around, and somebody hits the fire extinguisher. You swerve to miss. Let's say there's a cat in the road. So this must be like a glancing blow. Yeah, like you just swerve and you tap the uh, fire extinguisher, and it turns on the, um, the 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 street, and enough water shoots up to launch this motherfucker into the air. While you're sitting there, there's some other dude, Humberto Hernandez, walking down the street, so and you on. have you're, launched. You're going too far too fast. The car just barely hits the fire hydrant, right? Okay. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. So now the thing's all like doing the thing where it's all like, like the submarine noises where it's all shaky. <laughs> like, and it's like going crazy, right? Right. So dude then looks at it, the dude walking and goes, oh shit, the goddamn virus stingers are going to kill me. He doesn't say anything about killing him because for him, he sees the car hit it. And it's probably like, oh shit, man, that like, car hit that fire extinguisher. Like, Holy shit, this is the most interesting thing that happened all day. <laughs> he probably pulled his phone out to Snapchat it right that moment. It was going to add it to his That's story. That's probably why he died. And he had just got his business done and got the fuck out of there. As soon as he saw it, if he'd, have, if he'd have ran for shelter. But no, he stood there with so his this phone. this thing basically turned into a missile. This really makes me think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game where you could hit the fire extinguisher and kill the foot soldiers. <laughs> That's exactly what it made me think of when I was listening to it. And my first thought is, is this serious? Like a fire? Like, what is the insurance claim like? Like, do you call the city and go, hey, um, where Humberto used to be, there's a fire extinguisher and there's a lot of mess. Um, I mean, who cleans that up? Does the regular sanitation people get that job, or <laughs> is it that one city council? Is it the water department job? who has to clean up dudes' guts? I mean, I'm curious on what where this goes. Is it animal control? Is it city sanitation? Like, like what? I was thinking about the other day, if somebody broke into my house, do I have to clean up his guts after I kill him? I'm willing to bet you probably would. You'd probably end up having to clean up the guts. I don't want the to blood. clean up brain because I'm going for a headshot. Uh, you're probably going to have to handle that all on your own. I really doubt the city's going to like say, "Hey, we're going to drop I off don't three live in people." The city. I live in the county. I'm saying I'm, the city, the county, whoever the fuck is not going to come over here and be like, "Hey, let's drop off you know three or four people 
to clean up for you. That'll be fine. I mean, why wouldn't they? I didn't, I didn't break into my house. So, yeah, if somebody breaks into your house and you end up shooting them, the county is probably going to say, that's all on you, bruh. First off, they got to investigate why you shot someone inside your house. Like, Because they, they broke in. What if it was just me? Like, I left my computer bag here. You should have been here. breaking in my house. You should have made a phone call. I left my computer bag here, and you're in your room, and I'm like, Jesus, I called you three, four times. You're passed the fuck out. You're not waking up. Finally, I have to just break into the house. That would be a that would be a dumb move. <laughs> that would be a really dumb move on your part. I can't believe that you would shoot me just on sight unseen. I mean, it was dark and me. I couldn't tell you where. You're breaking into my house. You're gonna get shot. Okay, so the next thing, uh, let that be a note to all you listeners. Don't be breaking into my house. <laughs> the next uh, thing, that, the next thing that just <laughs> killed somebody, like a, an everyday item that killed somebody, was back in October twentieth, nineteen thirty. William Cogat, an inmate on San Quentin's death row, fashioned an ordinary deck of playing cards into a pipe bomb. How do you do that? Let me just go ahead and stop and say that is way more ingenuity than you or I have. Why is he in prison? We should have that motherfucker <laughs> working for the CIA killing fucking terrorists and shit. Well, at this point, he would be hella fucking old because this is back in 1930. Damn, but, in the 30s he was building pipe bombs? Exactly. Was he was advanced. building pipe bombs in, on San Quentin's death row. He wasn't in 1930. He was in 2030. Yeah, he was He was 2000 and next, basically, is so what I, he was thinking on. I want details on this. So he used this pipe bomb to take his own life. What he did was he removed a hollow steel leg from his bed. All right, well, see, he's more than the guards then. <laughs> Hold on. There's a MacGyver situation going on here because he takes this leg from his bed. He tears the cards into tiny pieces, stuffed these bits into the pipe. He then plugged one in and then poured one <laughs> water into the other end to soak the torn cards. He then places this bomb on the heater in the room and then laid down with his head next to the handmade explosive device. The heater turns the water into steam, and when the pressure built up high enough, the resulting explosion shot bits of playing cards out of the pipe with enough force to penetrate his skull. His suicide note stated that he felt he should pay for the life he had taken as he was a convicted murderer, so he dealt himself the final blow. So he basically... Kills himself. <laughs> with got one last fucking... pun in. <laughs> I'm gonna get one last pun in on my suicide though. So get it? I use cards, so I dealt my own hand. Get it? Get it? <laughs> the thirties were a wild time. <laughs> Comedy was just just abounding. But this dude came Very up vaudeville. with this dude came up with his own pipe bomb. Okay, it's a steam pipe bomb. It's not like he invented the first one. No, shut your mouth, dude. In that situation, you would fucking be sitting there crying. <laughs> it only works if you're making it for yourself. <laughs> you're gonna off your fucking self and lay on the pipe bomb. I, I was misled by the caption. <laughs> I'm less impressed with this dude at this point. He basically rigged a pipe to blow up and laid on it. I mean, that's not it's not necessarily James Bondish anymore. It's more like just. Dumb redneck. <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't respect the pipe bomb that this guy came up with no. in 1930. Anybody that puts anything in a steel bar and casts it off with steam, it's going to blow up. So a minute ago, you were ready to give this guy a job. Correct. If he could have killed somebody else with his pipe bomb, if he convinced the terrorists to lay on a pipe bomb <laughs> long enough for it to heat up with steam power, then, yeah, I'd still hire him. But I don't think he's going to have that second part of the skill set of convincing Alibab that he needs to lay on this for the 72 virgins. If you could just lay on this pipe for a little bit. I swear you'll get virgins. <laughs> 
All right. So maybe he wasn't a great criminal. Um, I mean, he was a murderer. He was in jail. But I think the ingenuity of being in the 1930s and being able to come up with a steam pipe bomb, whether he had to lay on Dude, it or not. Dude, they had like for us, like train engines had been out for a hundred years. Using steam was not revolutionary at that point. But making an, his own IED basically in his prison cell, I think, was a fucking accomplishment. You don't, then you have low standards. I don't have, you would not be able to, like, I would be able to do that. It's not even hard. I can show you how to do that right now. Would you, you buy have, me a steel pipe and two caps? We'll fuck it up. Would you have thought to put torn up playing cards in there? Anything hard that shoots out at that velocity will kill you. So if I had cards, I'd use cards. If I didn't, I'd use wadded up pieces of paper or I'd use fucking little pebbles I collected from the yard. Anything small and round and, and don't go all Shawshank Redemption on it, dude. Um, my, my first <laughs> thought, is, shit. That's my first nasty. thought is, <laughs> my first thought is like, I would have been worried that the cards would have come out and just like, Against my face, like, and just, not, really, just really hurt real bad. No, like, they just stung. Like they might have given me like I a mean, paper I, cut. It's kind of unnecessary too, because he's laying on the pipe. I'm willing to bet the, the initial concussion of the concussion device would have blown his brain into you know mush. So he would have died either way. Listen. I still think I don't. I don't think you understand potential kinetic energy the way I do, or you'd be less impressed with this. I'm not really impressed with it. I was saying this was it's the like third this guy was a genius. He jumped out in front of a car before anybody else did it. No, it's not genius. It's basic. I didn't science. say he was a genius. You didn't tell me there was steam involved. First of all, your captions say he killed himself with a deck of cards. They left out the whole steam pipe <laughs> device that energized the whole thing. Okay, okay, it wasn't a great fucking. Way to die. It wasn't a great bomb. Should have been. Man uses cards as, 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 what's it called? What's the term? Shrapnel. Uh, shrapnel and bomb. <laughs> he built a bomb and then added cards to it. There wasn't, he, I thought this motherfucker rolled the cards into a tube somehow. And a tube of cards. Himself with them. They're like chemically tight enough to hold the pressure. I was like, that's impressive. Or it was like going fucking gambit on himself. He's like, yeah, cutting himself with cards like a thousand times. And he was like, it's Mr. Wizard, the prisoner. <laughs> All this motherfucker did was make a basic steam pipe bomb. But in the 30s, that was... St- anyway. It was not revolutionary in the 30s. I didn't say revolutionary. It was more common in the 30s than it is now. We don't... If somebody used steam inventively today, that would be impressive. Everything was steam back then. Okay. Gasoline had just come out. <laughs> this one's a little bit more impressive um, simply because it's kind of stupid that this whole thing the happened. The whole railroad system operates on Steve. <laughs> hold on. In 2004. You hold on. In, <laughs> in Hertfordshire, UK, which first off sounds like a town. The Hobbit town? Exactly. It sounds like a town from fucking Lord of the Rings. But in, Hobbitshire, in Hertfordshire, Britain, a man named Richard Clare got into an altercation with a guy named Timothy McGee over a cell phone. Okay. Now, Claire annoyed Pop McGee in the back of the head with a dessert spoon, which had been lying on a nearby table. Imagine one of those fucking Dairy Queen spoons with like the long uh, edge. I that- had Soul Patch with a spoon one time, like a serving spoon. Hold on. Not a serving spoon, like one of those fucking little ice cream spoons that it's inevitably called, it's break. It's a Sunday spoon, sir. Inevitably break every time As the a ice cream is too hard. As a former employee of Dairy Queen, I am shocked and appalled that you don't know it's called a Sunday spoon. I'm just saying that the Sunday spoon would break every time the ice cream was too hard. If the ice cream was too cold. Of course it was. The handle's like 18 <laughs> feet long. The leverage is all working against you at that point. 
So this guy, <laughs> I always immediately went and got a real spoon when I got home from Dairy Queen. Fuck Dairy Queen's little plastic ass cheap red spoons. So Richard, <laughs> so Richard Clare picks up this uh, spoon and pops Timothy McGee in the back of the head with this spoon, which is lying on a nearby table. Take the spoon, bitch. The spoon's <laughs> impact ruptured an artery and caused fatal bleeding in the area between the skull and the brain. That's some bad luck right there. <laughs> when you get a motherfucker with the safest device you have, and you so unlucky that you kill him with it. This dude made history as being the only reported human ever being spooned to death. Clear was Hold a, on. Repeat those words. <laughs> he made history of being the only living human to ever be spooned to death. <laughs> Claire was exonerated of any wrongdoing in his death, but was sentenced to seven days in jail for taking a cell phone that started the argument. The guy that stabbed him with a, with a spoon was exonerated of wrongdoing because they were like, well, it's a what Sunday spoon. It shouldn't have killed him. Not only that, he didn't He didn't start the, uh, the fight. No, he had started the fight. He was the whole reason the fight started. He took the spoon and he killed the guy? Yeah, and he killed the guy. He fucking picked the spoon up, stabbed well, the guy in the back of the head. Shouldn't he be charged with theft and murder? He got seven days for the theft. Oh, well, there you go. He seven business. days. So, anyway... Oh, by the way, just an interesting little footnote to that one. It should also be noticed that uh, seven years later, seven years later, seven years later, later, seven years later, <laughs> that like defensively liable. <laughs> seven, seven years later, Timothy Clare um, actually upgraded from a spoon to an actual axe and uh, hacked someone to death, and he got a twenty-seven year prison sentence. Well, then there you go. Spoons, spoons are gateway devices. <laughs> um, the very next thing that. Uh, that killed somebody that was a average everyday thing was a flashlight. Now, when I read the first thing about a flashlight, I'm like, I've held a mag light in my hands. A mag light is very easily something Dude, that I could mag see. Mag are made to with. be weapons. Exactly. They're built to be something you could kill someone yeah, with. Well, mag lights, literally, that's why cops carry them. They're made to be able to hit somebody with them. They're like a flashlight slash nightstick because they weigh like fucking 40 fucking ounces. So in, in Lompoc, California, Santiago Alvarado was killed after he fell face first. Did you say Alvarado? Alvarado. I thought you said avocado. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, surely he didn't say avocado. I thought Alvarado. So this dude falls. John Avocado. <laughs> Mr. Avocado falls face first through the ceiling you of a bicycle. You just called it Mr. Avocado. <laughs> I did. Um, he falls face first through the bicycle shop he was burglarizing. <laughs> First when of he, all, why are you burglarizing a bicycle shop? Like, how much money are you, are you really fucking getting? 12? I money? really want this Schwinn bicycle. <laughs> a 12-year-old burglar. So you know in every movie where they've got it's the flashlight? It's been a rough day in middle school. I'm going <laughs> to knock over this bike shop. You know in every movie the burglar has the flashlight in his mouth? Yeah. So he falls face first through the ceiling. And when he falls, the flashlight goes right through the back of his throat. Uh, severing uh, the second vertebrae in his neck. Uh, that's gross. He died instantly. Uh, so this dude, Mr. Avocado, decided that it was such a tough day in middle school. Imagine if you were in a wreck while you were picking your nose and ended up poking your brain. Dude, when I went to go do my um, insurance test to get my license to be an insurance agent. You're picking your nose? No, no, no. <laughs> the guy who was there, his guy. this guy is one of the most awesome teachers you'll ever meet. He's like this... Uh, this 60-year-old black guy who'll get stuck on, like, 20-minute stories about terrible insurance things. And he tells us about a claim where a girl was coming over a hill and putting on her makeup while she was driving. And she didn't see the stop sign in front of her. So she had the pencil in her eye and just right through her eye. What? what? She was doing makeup while driving? Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen this in fucking no, traffic? I see it. It's, just, it's so dumb. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it, every time you see it, it's always stupid. But 
Oh my God! Yeah, he tells it's, us his story, and we're like, oh I my mean, and God. I'm somebody who texts in traffic. I'm, I'm I'm shameless, dude. I have my shit on a fucking little stand in front of me. Like I try to keep my phone out of my hands because I know that I'll text if That's I have good, it. So you have it always in your vision. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have it where I can fucking use uh-huh. voice text and shit like that. Uh-huh. And why you need it up where you can see it? Because I'm using fucking navigation on uh-huh, a regular basis. Uh-huh. You drive the same place, nigga. You get a lot of ass. <laughs> so I tell the police too when they catch me texting. I was checking my navigation. They don't believe that shit anymore, by the way. They're like, whatever. You could have pulled over and checked that. All right. So the next normal everyday item that killed somebody. I'm still tripping about that fucking flashlight. <laughs> dude, falling through the ceiling and stabbing a flashlight through the back of your neck. When your family got that phone call from the cops, that'd be one of the stupidest fucking things that you'd ever heard that's, in your life. That's only marginally better than being caught, you know, naked or something. Dying. <laughs> or the people that like uh, that poop in people's yards and they get busted because of the DNA in their poop. I'm like, dude, you left evidence there. You idiot. Why is their DNA on file? Are they child molesters? My DNA is not on file. Is your DNA on file? Your DNA would definitely be on file. No. Didn't they take DNA from you? Didn't they take no. a swab? No, dude, this is just like fucking CSI. When you went to jail, they had no, to take they a cheek swab. They took my fingerprints like they do in all jails, and they, they did not even submit any DNA test or any kind of like experimental procedures. <laughs> Nothing weird happened. You didn't have to spit in a cup or pee in a cup no, or poop in a cup? I had to pee because they were charging me with drug offenses, so I didn't have to pee, but it wasn't for a DNA test. Then they definitely for... have your DNA. No, dude, they used it. They put it in a little cup and shook it. It turned blue. I watched it. <laughs> that's not a DNA test. That's a THT test. That means that they have your DNA. I'm sure nobody sorted through the P for my DNA. As soon as it turned blue, that they meant that they have your DNA. They only take DNA on sex offenders. No, they take DNA from you guys, too. No, All the drug offenders. No, the people don't. who are terrible druggies. Um, Maybe terrible druggies, but not potheads. <laughs> they just make us do shit in the jail. All right. <laughs> what? Why does this sound like sleepers, the movie? They make, just no, make it's us not do sleepers. Shit. They make us do like work. They can fucking do like the laundry and shit because they're like, they're potheads. They're not going to do anything. Give me. <laughs> Y'all go in the kitchen with all the knives. Shut up. You're a pothead. You're not a real criminal. Even the police don't respect you in jail when you're a pothead. They're like, shut up. You're not going to try to escape. You're not going to run. <laughs> you know, how to just like triple your sentence when you're here for like two weeks. So shut up. Let your pothead. You ain't going to run anywhere. <laughs> Where are you going to go? Shut up. I might run. I ran once. Your life is a dead end. Where are you going to go? Oh. <laughs> Don't say it like that. It makes Ow. me sad. Ow. <laughs> Not a proportionate response. Those are dicks. All right, so what I've learned so far during this episode is that the government definitely has Kenny's DNA, and they also have no respect for potheads. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to finish up talking about normal, everyday things that will kill you in your tracks. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you know what I hate, Bix? What's up? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10-15 minutes to watch like 7 or 8 trailers for movies some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already, I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week? That you can find on Spreaker and iTunes. Or you can check out on GarrisRandomRamblings.space. You know what? 
I love trailers, they're the best. He's just a guy, he loves to ramble randomly across the wire, it's Gareth. I love the smell of commerce in the morning. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. The fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and I'm going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Who you eat till mom finds out, buddy. Here's what's happening in the news. Old Hitler's at it again. He's up there in his high tower listening to the Partians of the Galaxy podcast. It's giving him the push he needs to fight the war. Up next, the Honeymooners. Hey, Norton. Who's that, Ralph? We need to do a podcast. Well, I mean, okay. not a podcast. The promo for it. Oh, okay. Let me just get my promo voice ready. Okay, okay, do it. Uh... Would you cut that crap out? Oh, okay. <laughs> We're trying to do it. Do it. Do it good. All right, Ralph. Here we go. Start doing it. I've just got to get ready. Here we go. All right. Uh... Come on, would you cut that Listen to the podcast, please. The party is in a galaxy. We beg you. <laughs> please. Norton, say something. Something. Joe, do your job. So if you're out there, go and listen to the podcast. That's Partians of the Galaxy. Now bun you yet. Okay, so the next fucking everyday thing that killed somebody was a golf club. And as soon as I hear golf club, I'm, I'm like, sure those come up all the time because I'll be beating the shot. Niggas I would whoop club. a dude's ass with a golf club. I have one next to my in. bed. So in case you don't get shot, you're going to get beat to death with a golf club if you break in my house. I probably will have a sword and I'll just be able to take you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a chimpanzee, dude. There's nothing going there. <laughs> no, dude. I would throw the sword across the room. Why would you just be walking around with a sword? <laughs> If I have to break into your house, I need to be able That's to have some suspicious. sort of... A- <laughs> Sir, why do you have a sword while you break in this house? I'm not breaking in. You have a sword. <laughs> this is just my friend. I was just hanging out at my friend's house would, and would forgot my keys. Would it be a ninja sword or like a battle axe? Or like- no, it would probably be like a short sword. Something that I could conceal. <laughs> you have the gay sword of all sorts. It'd be like a short sword under my coat or something like that, so I could just whip it out. I can't decide if I'm a knife or a sword. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I just have it under my coat so I could whip it you out. Have you the know? little man syndrome sword. So, uh, yeah, and I would whip it out <laughs> in front of you as soon as I got into your you bedroom. Get your sword unwhipped out in front of me at all times, sir. <laughs> I swear to God, I will file a complaint. <laughs> I'll just whip my sword out as soon as I get into your bedroom. Um, Does the FCC investigate sexual <laughs> harassment? They might. They're going to. So, anyway, it's obvious you don't want to hear about the guy uh, with the golf club. Right, no, so, keep going. I'm just saying I can totally relate to this one because I'd kill somebody with a golf club. Okay, so basically what the, the crux of the whole thing is, is this guy, um, <laughs> 16-year-old Jeremy Breno, misses a shot on the sixth hole at Kingsborough Golf Club. Yeah. And he takes his frustration out on a nearby beach, giving him a good whack with his three-wood. 
<laughs> this would have been a normal everyday thing. Saying. Like you've seen fucking Happy Gilmore just like smack the ground yeah, with his fucking would, golf clubs and shit like that. Um, the shaft on the golf club broke, bounced back, and pierced Bruno in the heart. <laughs> That's a good one. I was about, I was gonna say I was really gonna give like this list of uh, going to about not how this didn't belong because I'm sure people beat each other to death with golf clubs all the time. And no, they surprised me. This was a this was a valid entry. <laughs> this was a left. Uh, this was basically a left from what I thought it was going. to I thought it was kind of like Tiger Woods' wife attacking his SUV. With yeah, a that's what I was thinking. I thought that's where we we're going with this, but no. That's that's like a fate thing, dude. Like if your golf yeah, that, club breaks in half and then stabs into your chest, you angered God. Yeah, something you did was wrong. <laughs> you made God upset. Um, Kenny, this is something both you and I can relate to. The next one is um, a beard. My beard has never once killed me. Um, there's times that my beard has turned on me and we've had matches and I've had to put him back in his place. Well, your beard's all scraggly. My beard is not scraggly. My beard is fucking beautiful. Whatever, Patches. It's Patches. <laughs> I can stab you in your face. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first off, um, this guy in our story about a beard, <coughs> about a beard killing him is an Austrian. And I want you to guess, I'm going to give you three guesses as to what, pardon me, the Austrian guy's name is. Fritz. No, that's that's one. Dude, that's the only Austrian name I'm guessing is Fritz. There's no other Austrian Ferdinand. name. You're close. Keep going. Is there any other bands named after Swiss <laughs> Austrian guys? Uh, Aldolf. No, his name is Hans. I don't want to associate that with with Austrian. That's more like Swedish. Dude, you're terrible. Swiss, dude. God. Swiss. His name was Hans. Hans the Swiss mountain climber sounds a lot more than Austrian, okay? Hans Steininger. So Hans. Huh. Was famous for having the world's longest beard at four and a half feet. Well, that's just, that's just nasty beard. <laughs> that's just, that's just barbecue catching beard right there. <laughs> Let me go ahead and say, if right now you still have the long scraggly beard that catches your food in it and stuff like that, just stop it. Okay. Just stop. Well, I'm it. growing my beard to a full beard, mind you. Um, nope. Usually I trim, I keep my beard trimmed, and I am actually in the process of growing a full, rounded beard. But I'm not ever going to grow one that goes down past my neck. That's what I'm saying. Like one that goes down, like to your belly, to your shirt, and stuff like I that. I don't play guitar. <laughs> if you're not <laughs> and, in a band, and I'm not in ZZ Top. So. If, you don't, if you don't play guitar, <laughs> if you're not an old guy who's going to be Santa Claus this uh, this year at the mall, if you're over fifty, this doesn't apply to you. Go wild. Nobody cares what you do anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you're just you're just breathing our air. Fart in the, <laughs> fart in the grocery aisles. Do whatever you need you're to. Useless at this point. Okay, everything you do is going to be fine. And I'm sorry, your current baby boomer generation. You guys didn't deserve the respect your your elders got. Well, we're gonna we're gonna shit on y'all when you're old because uh, you guys ruined every fucking thing. What? Are you- Wow, dude, Kenny just goes NWO on an entire generation of people. Fuck the baby boomers. They were when the baby boomers graduated high school, they could have a single income and buy a home in the five years. That shit's gone. They fucked that. <laughs> um, we were talking about a guy whose beard killed him, and suddenly yeah, well, you decided to mention that guy's beard. It was represents the economy and <laughs> or the baby boomers, and he was the economy. So hold on, I want to go ahead and just point out that Hans Steininger, the guy uh, from Austria yes. who had this, Hans beard. represents the United States economy, and his beard represents baby boomers. You motherfuckers murdered it. This guy kept his beard; it was so long. Yeah, he kept his beard rolled up in a leather pouch. That's just stupid. Okay, <laughs> that's just fucking first off, dumb. you don't have a beard pouch. That's, that's I don't the ever number need one. a beard pouch. I think you need to get a beard pouch. I think if you're going to grow the long beard, you need to make sure to have a beard pouch. No. 
Why not? I'm not growing a four foot beard. That's why. <laughs> so he has this beard pouch. I bet that thing smelled so bad. So as it trailed after him, it I could bet be it a smelled hindrance. like a, a, a combination of old beer and stale bread. Oh, I bet it. Like I bet it, uh, he yeast. I, I bet he pissed on it from time to time because it was so long. <laughs> now I'm making it. Now it sounds like it sounds like a pussy. Oh, dude! I bet it was nasty. Oh, Just fucking gross, dude. And then he kept it rolled up in a pouch. But not like a clean girl's. And, and then he kept it in a pouch. You know that pouch. That pouch. Like I'm telling you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the beard smell. itself, dude. The beard comes in and out. It gets to breathe. The pouch. That's permanent. When my son played football, like, I bet I could use that to get information out of somebody. <laughs> when, <laughs> in this pouch, and they kind of, they kept a four-year beard in this couch. When my son played football for all the years that he played football, he kept his equipment in my car from time to time. Oh, God, your old car would smell like ass. Oh, my God. We left his stuff in the car one time, one day from Saturday to Sunday, and immediately I went and got my car detailed. I was like, fuck this car, okay? <laughs> fuck this smell. You could have gotten information out of me all day long if you'd have made me smell one of his shoes. Okay? <laughs> it was just nasty. <laughs> so, uh, Teenage boy smell is the worst. Anyway, Hans Steininger had this little leather pouch that smells like warmed over death and a dirty pussy at one point <laughs> at one point in 1567 he neglected to roll his beard up properly what year 1567 oh god they didn't even bathe back then <laughs> that's worse than a dirty pussy that's a dirty ass think about that think about all the hipsters you know right now with those long ass beards P- people who have no business having those long ass beards think about somebody like that having it rolled up in a pouch oh, <laughs> bar next to you eating pretzels where like pretzels are getting stuck in the beard they're falling into the pouch and shit like that and he's I like i don't go to places where those people go that's that's your life where they're sitting next to you at the bar so anyway um basically he uh was trying to get out of his house in 1567 a fire broke out and he didn't roll his beard up and put it in his pouch and it gets hung on something and he loses his balance falls down breaks his neck and dies in a fire that's tragic because he had a long fucking beard Okay, you know everybody at his funeral was like, "Oh, it's so the sad." The payout on that story was kind of shit. He I, he broke his neck because of his beard. Yes, but I mean, we done made a pussy pouch. <laughs> we done talked about foot smell. He he let us down. Hans, you suck. Hans Steininger. I'm glad you died. <laughs> um, the next thing that killed somebody that was just a normal everyday thing was a scarf. And when I read this one, I was like, okay. It's got to be something Something tells good. me this is really similar to the last story. <laughs> I think it's going to be really close. Uh, legendary American dancer. And I, when it says legendary American dancer, immediately I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard this guy's name or this girl's name tons of times. Isadora Duncan. You know. I dated her in the 30s. <laughs> you know, legendary dancer Isadora Duncan um, had a fondness for flowing scarves. She was in the steam bombs. And in nice, or excuse me, Nice, France, in 1927, she had a long flowing scarf on. Is it Nice or Nice? It's Nice. It's Nice. It's Nice. It's not Nice fucking Paris or Nice France or some shit like that. That's stupid. Wouldn't be Nice Paris or both cities. It'd be like saying Atlanta, Smyrna. <laughs> I don't want to talk about geography with you right now. I'm going to talk about scarves killing people. Okay, that's what we're talking about. So nice. shut your fucking mouth. France. In Nice. Nice. It's Nice. You don't know. Just like it's not Corey Hame and Goonies. You don't know. Anyway. So- I explained to you that it was both of them and Goonies before they <laughs> split personalities. So Isadora Duncan has this long flowing scarf and she's got it draped around her neck. And 
she basically is in this car in this open like uh this car that's a convertible and shit like that and at one point her scarf gets tangled made that up. part up no 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 they showed a picture of the car uh-huh right and her scarf gets tangled up in the wheels of the car right into the show folks tell them to post that picture because i think he lied to you <laughs> Her scarf gets to imagine if you're in a car and you're wearing a scarf and it's a, it's a fashion thing and then it gets tangled up in the wheel and your head gets ripped off because you had a scarf on. No capes. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking right now. No capes. As soon as I read this, I'm like, so you're the driver of the car. (laughs) You're just driving around. Keep going. Fuck it. I ain't stopping. Oh, dude, especially back in the 20s, especially in nice or nice friends. This reminds me of a drunk story from a couple of years ago I read in the paper. A local story. Okay. Where these two kids that were like 21, 22, just early drinkers, just learning how to drink, went out and got wasted, and they drove home. And the guy driving made it home, even though he was drunk, and thought his buddy was passed out in the car and wouldn't wake up. So he went in the house and went to bed. Still lived with his parents. Okay. Left his buddy out in the car. Leaned over, out, leaning out the window like he'd been throwing up. Well, his parents come out in the morning, and they find a decapitated body hanging out of the car. Yeah, I remember this story. Buddy had apparently hit a, a high-wire tension line that holds up a pole and decapitated old boy, but was so drunk he didn't know that he had decapitated his friend. Yeah, they found dude's head on the side of the road the next day. <laughs> they went back and looked for it. Oh, God. And just imagine waking up the next day, and you're like, oh, yeah, man, Rob's out in the car. Yeah, I hung out with Rob last night, dude. I really shouldn't have drove, but no, Rob's out no of the car. Teddy. <laughs> he, Only part of Rob is out of the car. His memory will always be with us. His well, body will always be with us. Actually, his memory got left on the side of the road. No, no, his it's, memory will always be with us. But His, his heart his is with us. His head's in the memory. Is, it's gone. You lost that part. That's the part that's not here anymore. You're not helping, Steve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Oh, God, Why? Uh, uh, can, can you just say one thing for me? Can you just say there can be only one? Steve, get out of here! <laughs> I want to see if there's lightning! Steve, if you don't stop making Highlander jokes, this is not funny, okay? This is not the time. I assure you it's funny, I but we'll do this later. I would have been that friend. <laughs> I know you're upset and serious and all, but you've got to say there can be only one. You'd have been, you and I would have been outside as soon as this whole thing if happened. If I decapitated you by accident, I'd make light of the moment so everybody could laugh and make a Highlander joke. I don't think you would. I think you'd be fucking petrified that your whole life was over because you had fucking decapitated me. I think you'd be like, oh, not fucking you did, God. Not if you've been breaking in. <laughs> Why would I end up in your car if I had been breaking in? Why would you decide it's now that's is how, the time to that's go That's how I ride? defended myself. I threw you in the car and drove you into a high wire. <laughs> <laughs> All that time, I never realized it was you. I don't think they're going to buy that story, Mr. Baldwin. You shut up and be a good lawyer. <laughs> I do not think this means what you think it means. Um, the next everyday thing that killed somebody was deodorant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can see a lack of deodorant making me kill somebody. I don't like stinky people, man. I don't like stinky people. Uh, oh, I, anytime I'm, uh, dude, I was on a, um, where was I at? I was somewhere recently. It was like a, um, that was a business uh, trip that I'd gone on and we were standing in a room for a meeting and shit like that. And somebody walked up and they just smelled like warmed over ass. And I'm like, Oh. God, all teenagers smell bad. No, this wasn't a this. This was a business meeting with adults. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying that 100 percent of all teenagers smell. So the guy who (laughs) dies, the males, the guy who dies in our story from deodorant was 16 years old. See, see, but 
he had decided that he wanted to be the one who smelled fucking great all the time, right? So this guy back in 1998 Uh, suffers a heart attack. That was my tribute to deodorant. (laughs) This guy suffers a heart attack brought on by his overzealousness for personal hygiene. He became obsessed with smelling fresh and covered his entire body in deodorant at least twice a day. His entire body. <laughs> his entire body. This motherfucker should have just melted the shit down and had a tub where he could have just climbed in and climbed out. So, Old dip style, like he's doing a flea dip. So imagine walking in. You're over at your buddy's house. You're hanging out. The bathroom's not locked, and you got to piss really bad. <laughs> he's like rubbing deodorant down his thigh. That's That'd be more worse than a, than a private area. And like, see why are you putting deodorant on your thigh, motherfucker? So what you is see wrong him, with you? You see him from behind, and he's just like rolling deodorant out across his thigh. And you're like, motherfucker, that looks a little sensual. What are you doing over there? Stop. Ted, I got to go. I can't hang out with you anymore. This is not going to be okay. So anyway, long story short, this guy puts um, deodorant all over his body. And he had a heart attack because based on all the deodorant he had, he had 10 times the lethal dosage of propane and butane in his blood. It is believed that gases built up in his body following months of repeatedly spraying himself in the bedroom of his home. The coroner reported that he was not indulging in any form of substance abuse. He was simply overcome by excessive use of antiperspirants. And the first thing I thought was this motherfucker died because of Axe body spray. That shit came out and everybody wanted to smell like Axe body spray for 15 minutes. <laughs> I saw a them the other day that said, I sprayed a spider with Axe body spray and now his name's Brett. <laughs> and he won't shut up about CrossFit. <laughs> you remember when Axe body spray first came out and that shit, like, you would spray it and it would smell great for like 15 minutes, maybe 20. Yeah, <laughs> 20 minutes, you smelled like the shit. Yeah. That's why you take it with you to work. You spray yourself right before you walk by the hot set. Well, that's how it works with dentistry. Yeah. Back then, you might have died because of the amount of fucking propane. Now and butane. I just go ahead and pay the hundred dollars for real cologne, and it lasts like seventy five years. <laughs> you buy a little bottle of real cologne. Two years later, you're like, this shit's only halfway empty. Goddamn! Because you spray it once, and you're like, goddamn! <laughs> I feel like I'm on a joke. <laughs> um, would you ever shoot a cactus with a shotgun? I'm surprised I haven't shot a cactus with a shotgun. I wouldn't up close. That would be stupid. So you have to be careful when you're shooting a cactus with a shotgun because it could fucking kill you. Okay. Back in 1982, there's this guy in uh, Lake Pleasant, Arizona. First off, being in Arizona, it makes perfect sense. These people have nothing to do whatsoever. They're in the desert. There's cactuses and sand and a little bit of grass here and there. There's really nothing to fucking do. So shooting a cactus with a shotgun makes perfect sense to me. So dude decides that he's going to shoot this cactus with a shotgun. And he referred to it as cactus plugging. Right. Okay. He fires several shots at a 26-foot-tall cactus from an extremely close foot close range. That's stupid. You okay. shouldn't shoot anything. Let me just go ahead and be the, being the person with gun experience here. There's really nothing you should shoot at close range with a shotgun. <laughs> shotgun is basically a, control, a controlled explosion. Okay? So, cactus, wall, concrete floor, <laughs> nothing should be shot close with a shotgun. Continue your story. So as he's shooting this at what appears to be like a couple of feet away from the the, uh, cactus. Bad news written all over it. 26 foot tall. And these are cactuses that have the big spines on them. Did it it fall on him? No, a branch, a four foot long branch of this cactus falls, landing on him and fucking kills him dead right there. 
I have some videos of me shooting stuff with shotguns and none of this surprises me. Again, you should not be close to anything you're shooting with a shotgun. Things blow the fuck up when you shoot them with a shotgun. I've knocked trees down with a shotgun. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. There's video on my Facebook page. I don't know if I can get any more. Was it Mandy's mom's house? Why were you shooting trees with a shotgun? Why wouldn't we shoot? <laughs> well, we were shooting pumpkins and shit too. I had my AR first, and we were like, first of all, we were weakening the tree because <laughs> I'm really good at aim. These are trees about the size of a dogwood, and I'd put about 20, 30 rounds of uh, AR ammo through a tree, and then it'd be real wobbly, right? But AR ammo is actually really small. It's way smaller than a nine millimeter. It's more like a twenty-two actually, diameter-wise. So these and they're very high-velocity bullets, so they're going straight through the tree, not really causing much dissipation. They're just punching holes. Okay. So you got these holes in there. Then you take the shotgun, <laughs> which is a whole different story, and it blows holes into things that are about the size of a basketball. So once the wood's all weakened and shit, you come through with the shotgun and the tree would just collapse and fall right over. It's awesome. I have a one word question for you. Yes. Axe. Uh, which one would you rather do? If I said, all right, you could use these two automatic weapons to take down the street or chop it down with an axe. Which one would you choose? Um, because I'm so much of an outdoorsman. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely gone with the axe. Where's your beard pouch? <laughs> I don't have a leather pouch for my beard now. Dude, if you choose the axe over firearms, you're obviously a dude. <laughs> you're, you're an you're asshole. Not, you're not fun at all. <laughs> Even your wife would be if you're going with the guns. Duh. <laughs> um, we're going to run through a couple of these kind of quickly here. Um, one was a guy who uh, died in bed with a scarecrow. That's retarded. He died from sex with a scarecrow. That's gross. <laughs> Let's go ahead to the next one. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> uh, the next one after that was a guy who died uh, because of a lava lamp. Do tell. The first thing I think is walking into that guy's house. This guy's 24 years old, and I had a lava lamp at 24 years old. I had like old. six of them because I worked at Dave & Buster's, and I'd steal one every week. I mean, <laughs> and you'd have them in all the different colors. Working at Dave & Buster's made you a criminal. It was weird. And But the thing about lava lamps was, even though this some was- Some that were shaped like rocket ships. Even though this was the 90s, it was like, dude, they were still so fucking cool. You just hang out, look at the lava lamp. Especially if you had some acid. You'd be like, oh, wow, man. Really good lamp. when I got acid. So in November of 2004, Philip Quinn was found dead in his Kent, Washington trailer home. <laughs> he lived in a trailer. Um, and he was basically trying to attempt to create a groovy, mellow atmosphere in his uh, kitchen. He had placed the lava lamp on a hot stovetop burner. Shortly thereafter, the lamp exploded, sending shards of glass through his chest and into his heart. <laughs> you expand things in glass. It Same concept as the steam bomb, okay? <laughs> we actually, uh, my friend, uh, we, our mutual friends, had one of the giant uh, six-foot-tall lava lamps. Oh, yeah. I remember that fucking oh, six-foot-tall yeah. ridiculous The purple thing. one. Yeah. It took like four hours before that thing high enough to work. It took forever. You turned it off. You ever get so mad at you because that was, oh, damn it, now we can't look at it while we're trying. <laughs> while we're drinking. <laughs> My mom came in and turned it off. Damn it, man. Um, Speaking of moms coming over when people are tripping. <laughs> we've told that story before. That's one of them. That's still like my mom knocking on the door on a Friday night at my house back when we were like full on party mode and just being like, be hiding the blood under my ass. And, being like, <laughs> and me standing in the hallway being like, Mom, what are you doing here? <laughs> it's Friday. I'm 22. I am not doing things in this apartment that you want to be involved in. She's like, Shane, I need to come inside there. <laughs> Shane, don't you let her in here. 
Um, did any of you guys ever die from the uh, lava lamps that you guys had? No, no, no. Okay. We did take a lot of returns, though, because people would bring them back daybusters. They fucked up a lot. Um, there's a there's a, another one where a guy got killed by an air conditioner. Um, and did it fall on him? Yeah. Do you like it? That's, that's not that special. It's not really, yeah. It's like nothing really special happened. It just fell out of a window. A Our friend Steve had me come help him lift a, a, a air conditioner onto a roof one time, but it didn't work out. Why didn't it work out? Cause I'm scared of heights and I couldn't get on the roof. Um, <laughs> that's, if you're, if, if I'm ever chasing you, your best bet's to go to a high spot. Cause I'll probably leave you alone. At that point. <laughs> I don't like heights at all. Um, just running through a couple more of these. I don't uh, mind mountains and stuff. I can go on the edge of a mountain, like on a cliff. Don't put your finger up at me. I'm, I'm explaining the sphere of heights thing. I don't mind like a mountain that's stable, but I don't do ladders. What if a Taco Bell sign fell on top of you? I'm, not, I'm at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had decided you were going to buy two dogs from somebody on Craigslist <laughs> And you told them. Hold on. The Taco Bell sign killed him. He wasn't even there for tacos? <laughs> nope. That's just God. That's just, <laughs> you, you have fucked there, up somehow. You were there at the exact moment this sign fell from the See, heavens everything, and crushed you. When I go to a Taco Bell, I go in with the assumption that everything there is shitty. <laughs> so if there's any kind of decorative thing or a sign that's hanging over an area, I won't go in that area to talk about. It's like going on a fair ride. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I'll go on a roller coaster at Six Flags. I will not go on a fair ride. I've seen the people <laughs> put fair rides together. These are not engineers. <laughs> they're, they're not engineers, and they're not even doing good meth. They're doing they're doing the dirty meth. These are not engineers. These are not people that I would trust to be. When able the fair to. leaves town, they go back to begging on the corner. Okay. <laughs> Small hands smell like cabbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> missing at least a finger. <laughs> Or having at least one extra finger. Either or. You may have Dude, either just, I, or. I kind of want to know what the carny lifestyle is like. Like, I just want to be like a fly on the wall. I don't want to, like, smell like cabbage, but I want to see what they got to Like, I want to do a documentary. Let's do a documentary. Let's get my camera. You wear some headphones like you're the producer. I'll borrow one of Christian's rigs so it makes it look like my regular-ass camera is a real camera. And we'll just stand around and be like, so uh, tell me. Tell me about your life. Let me see the inside of your trailer. So, so tell me about your life as a carny. Uh, sir, why are you using a hairbrush and a microphone? Don't worry. This isn't a real documentary anyway. We just want to make fun of you people on our show. We have a podcast and we're actually just recording audio. So just talking to the fucking microphone, okay? Shut, Shut up. your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> Carney. <laughs> Goddamn Carney. Um, why don't you get on one of our rides? No, I'm not stupid. <laughs> we're going to close out our list here of things that are normal, everyday things That's that good, kill people. Poop. Well, we're going to close out our list of... Have any toilets killed anybody? No, no. But could you imagine if you got in a fight with somebody and you gave them a wedgie and it killed them? <laughs> uh, I've given both some pretty good wedgies. So this guy... Like, I ripped his underwear like yanking on that shit. I was trying to rip his balls off. This guy apparently... Like a chimpanzee. This guy named Brad Lee Davis admitting to killing... Admitted. Hold on, is it Bradley Davis or no, Brad? Brad Lee? Lee Davis. It's a it's a guy with three first names. First three off, first names. You know something stupid. Never happened. trust a guy with three first nope. names. So he kills a guy named Denver St. Clair. <laughs> and that this sounds- story has the best names ever. Okay, so Denver St. Clair's dead. No, Denver St. Clair, not oh, St. Clair. St. Clair. Sorry, my mistake. So Denver is in the heat of passion while defending himself. Or I'm sorry. Brad Lee Davis admits to killing Denver in the heat of passion while defending himself in a fight that got out of hand and went way too far. 
<laughs> Davis says he knocked St. Clair out and then pulled, knocked his ass out and then gives him a wedgie. Why would you give somebody a wedgie while they're knocked out? That defeats the purpose. No, that's fucking anger right there. No, <laughs> I'll fucking not, rip your underwear. You wake up and had a wedgie? I mean, no, you need, you need to be awake so they feel their nuts getting squished. <laughs> so he pulls his underwear over his head. He pulls the elastic waistband over his head and Denver St. Clair suffocates on his own underwear. <laughs> he probably pulled his neck so far back his airway closed, actually. I'm just saying the fucking... It, I'm it, just telling you how that's how sleep apnea kills you. Listen, I'm just telling you that this guy died because of his underwear. That's crazy. It's not crazy. It's fucking... That's the a killer fruit of the do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bitch way to die is what it really is, dude. If you fucking... Uh, our name's in the waistband and it will choke you to death. <laughs> when you get to fucking heaven, you're like, okay, so uh, everybody who was killed by their underwear over here, everybody else in this line. Why, why do I have to go to a different line? No, just I stand have, in the line, that, Ted. That story made me feel like I have to poop. <laughs> I have no snappy retort for that. <laughs> That's a good ending for that one, actually. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Now That I'm Older. I'm here with Kenny. He's decided I'm just taking off my headphones off. off. I have to go. I just told you. I got dirty drawers. We're not still talking about your underwear, Kenny. What the hell? Seek a great fortune. You three who are nigh in change, you will find a fortune. Though it would not be the fortune you seek. But first, first you must travel a long and difficult road. A road fraught with peril. Mm-hmm. You shall see things wonderful to tell. You shall see a a cow on the roof of a cotton house. (laughs) And oh, so many starlings. I cannot tell you how long this road shall be, but fear not the obstacles in your path. For fate has vouchsafed your reward. Though the road may wind, yea, your hearts grow weary. Still shall ye follow the way, even unto your salvation.